0: You're tuning to the About Life Podcast with Joe J. Jackson Jr., Brian Rose II, and Ryan Collins. You want to talk about life? Let's talk about it then. This is life. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the About Life podcast. If you like what you're hearing so far, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We got a lot more coming. You can also find us online At Twitter and Instagram. The handle is Talk Life Pod. It's T A L K L I F E P O D. Talk Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us online at our website, talklifepod.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or just want to bullshit with us or even tell us how much you hate us, go ahead and email us directly through the website and we'll get right back to you. But for now, enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. Have a pleasant day. Yo yo yo, you're talking about life with Ryan Collins and Brian Rose. What up? What's what up? What what's up? Good? What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Surviving, living. How about you? I'm here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're here, but uh I heard something happened. <laughs> I heard you had it scare that you oh. almost left us the other day. We're going
0: to get into that. Well, yeah, fuck it. So we yeah. we're talking about fucking anxiety. Let's talk about it. <laughs> My fat ass all right. Um, was shoveling fucking Fritos, chili cheese Fritos into my mouth yesterday.
1: <laughs> I thought you said it was croutons.
0: No, I, I was eating croutons before that too. Oh, okay. I don't know which ones got stuck. If it was the Fritos or the Croutons. Right?
1: <laughs> what are you Let's... doing eating Fritos and Croutons together?
0: So my wife made croutons, right? So we had like a big fucking bag of croutons. So I just wanted to eat some. So I grabbed like a handful. So I ate them. It was good. <laughs> I think it was the I think it was the Fritos now that I think about it. Cause I, I finished those, I grabbed a handful of Fritos, I threw a couple of those in my mouth. But I think they might have might have still had fucking crouton in there. I don't know. <laughs> so long story short, I chew the shit out of my food because I'm fucking paranoid because I have fucking panic disorder, right? So what happens is when I eat starchy shit or like rice, bread, chips, shit like that. If it's dry, like sometimes it'll get stuck in my esophagus, but usually in the middle. I'll drink a fucking drink of water, it goes away, right? Uh huh. So yesterday, it decided it didn't even want to go in the esophagus. It sat like at the top of it. So I drank a fucking, took a sip of water, no dice, took a like pretty, pretty good chug of water, and it was fucking stuck in my throat, bro. (laughs) So I don't
1: mean to laugh, but sometimes if we don't laugh at ourselves, (laughs) man.
0: That's... It was fucked up. <laughs> it was fucked up. They can laugh about it now, but it was fucked up, bro. Like, I couldn't breathe for a couple seconds. So oh, I basically man. just used my entire body to hack the water out. So I had this big-ass puddle of water with little crushed-up chips on the fucking kitchen counter. Did, and it did your wife me.
1: try the Heimlich?
0: She wasn't here. Oh. So I was, like, running around the house trying to take care of this, and I fucking hacked it up. When I hacked it up, I went. I tried to throw up in the sink a couple times. That didn't work because nothing would come up. Oh man! So I called her and I was like, "Hey, are you almost home?" And she said, "Yeah, I'm. I'm over by the cemetery. Whatever, fucking fitting place." Yeah, fitting. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I'm where came you're home. about to
1: be in five minutes, Rand.
0: <laughs> right? She called the fucking EMS. They came out. Blah blah. By then, it was pretty much all out. Yeah. But yeah, it was fucked up.
1: Man, that that's a crazy story. I didn't know. You were eating Fritos and croutons. So that, <laughs> bro, what do you think it, was gonna happen?
0: <laughs> it was fucking talk about so anxiety, panic disorder. T- yeah. That's the first time I've ever had fight or flight, like for a valid fucking reason, bro. Yeah. And it but was like
1: you did what you're supposed to do, man. I think to be honest with you, because of we your body can't tell the difference between a normal panic and what what you think is causing you to panic. That's what, you know, panic disorder is. You know, you, your mind is tricked or thought, thought that you're in a, a crazy place. But because you your brain has tricked you so much to thinking you're a crazy place, you had experience to live through it and do what you had to do to stay alive, probably.
0: Fact. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, that makes sense. Yep. But yeah, man, it was fucking like, dude, I have red dots still right now. On my face, like my whole face is covered in red dots. Just I'm
1: forcing like, coughing, forcing pop, the shit up the pop.
0: Forcing that shit out, bro. <laughs> and yeah, it was oh. on my neck. Like I as soon as that shit was done, dude, I was drained. I wanted to go to sleep. Wow. I was just like like my body, I didn't even fucking want to walk around, do nothing. I just wanted to sit the fuck down Dang. and go somewhere else. You know what I mean? That's just crazy. That's crazy. But here I am. I wanna know what the fuck God has for me, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I said, he gave you <laughs> he gave you the life experience of dealing with panics to uh help you live through that moment for sure.
0: To panic Cause, for real. <laughs> yeah,
1: because people, you know, they panic in that in that situation and they're not used to dealing with panic and they freak out, don't know what to do, and you know, and they can die. You know, you know you. what?
0: that's actually a good point too like if i guess if you panic so much when you have to panic like you're just like fuck it i'm gonna walk through this shit yep and seriously like in my head i was like a Frito's gonna murder me right now
1: <laughs> hey if an egg who did it got killed prodigy if an egg could take out prodigy then you Dude, could I definitely w- die from a cheeto or a frito I,
0: I was thinking about that actually driving home how prodigy fucking choked on a goddamn egg and it probably was a similar type of situation because yep. eggs, like I have to eat eggs, especially hard boiled eggs, hella slow because they'll get stuck. Like, and that fucking yolk is thick. Yeah. So I actually, I legit, if I eat hard boiled eggs, I have to have a bottle of water with it. I can't yeah. just eat it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. And it's, it's a weird feeling. Like, it's almost like a drowning feeling, but it's, it's not, but it's, it's definitely a strange feeling when you get something caught up in there
0: right it's drowning without shit in your lungs basically because you can't put air in (laughs) yeah
1: yeah but um yeah man talking about panic attacks panic disorders anything like that a
0: lot of people have them
1: dude yeah especially right now is people discovering that it's new to them you know like all this shit that's going on and some people can't work some people's wondering where they're gonna you know Get the money for their next grocery bill. Forget the light bill or anything like that. You got to feed your family. They're worrying about that. Right. So, you know, a lot of people experiencing it new. You know, we we decided to do this podcast to try to help you out.
0: So, have you had elevated panic or anxiety throughout this shit?
1: Man, every day. Man, it's it's a struggle every day. And it, some days are worse than others, you know, especially the days where I have to force myself to stay out of the news, force myself to, you know, I'm, not, <clears throat> I'm one of those people where it's where some people say that you, people could be addicted to Facebook or social media. I don't care. If I want to view it, I'm going to view it. You can call me addicted. I don't care. But if it's a story that I think is going to spike my anxiety right now, I just try to scroll through it like anything that's politics that I would love to argue over like nope it's not worth
0: my heart rate right now just you know I just scroll through right. yeah, yeah man I've been um I haven't had that much anxiety a little bit of anxiety uh not so much panic Yeah I don't I, a lot of people don't know the difference between the yes, two cuz I was actually having this conversation with somebody at work I'm not going to say who it was but um I basically was we were talking about Panic disorder. And she said, Yeah, well, you know, I have anxiety too. And I'm like, Anxious is being nervous when you have a job interview or, or when you test. feel a test or when yep. something's not going right or just a panic disorder is when you freak the fuck out and you vacate the premises. Yeah. Fight like or right flight. Now.
1: Yeah. Fight or flight kicks in right now. You got to do something about it. Your body tells you to do something about it and you, you got to do something about it.
0: Right. And there have been plenty of times where I've been like in the middle of the conversation and then I'm not in the middle of that conversation anymore. Like yeah. I'm not even in the same room as yeah. the people I was talking to. And it's just like I will get up and bounce. And people are like, oh, why don't you just breathe? And Why don't you Why oh, don't that's you the just worst, panic?
1: That's the worst thing that someone can say to me when I'm going through the situation. It's right. actually, it's two things. Relax. <laughs> I hate when I hear that word, relax and <laughs> breathe. Like, motherfucker, I know to breathe. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know to breathe. it is it, it doesn't work with me right now. It's not, our brains are chemically balanced differently.
0: Right. You know? Right. It's, so, it's when something just hits you and you're like, I'm about to die yeah and i think the worst part about it is your your body's telling you hey we're dying right now and you're like why (laughs) you (laughs) you don't even fucking know so now you're freaking out because your body's freaking out but you're also freaking out because you're freaking out and you don't even know why so the more you sit and think about it it just starts to escalate and escalate yeah and a normal panic attack can be what 15 20 seconds yeah me and you have them back to back to back to back to back where it could go on for a couple hours. Yeah.
1: Actually, I, I think I reached out to you when I had one over the weekend. And uh, Yes, you did. Yeah. And I, I had it for a good, I don't know, three or four hours. And sometimes it just won't let up. But, you know, we've been dealing, me and you've been dealing with it for so long. And we found a way somehow to to keep pushing on and living life through it and you know, we have kids to take care of and stuff like that. So we, we've we learned to keep on moving when it's happening. But inside of us, when that's happening, it's like an explosion happening. Right. And it feels like every second to the outside is maybe 15 minutes to, you know, to us, you know. And it's just a weird feeling, but we just learn to push through it. And hopefully some of the, the stuff that we're going to tell you today, some of the tips, or even just... Listening to this will help ease your mind that you are going to get through it, man. And just because you're having a panic attack doesn't mean you want to die. Um, right. Even though your body's telling you your heart's going to explode and you're going to die right now. Just, you know, you're not going to. Just know that you're going to live at the end of the day. You're going to
0: die. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> nice. See, like, we, we work in healthcare and we have this shit going on. We have sick senses of humor. Yeah, we do. We have to. Yeah, you kind of have to. Like I make fun of myself all the time. Yeah. Oh shit! I think I'm choking. Hold on.
1: <laughs> there it goes. See, I See? did it
0: again, and that was it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't planned, folks. That that really nope. happened. That that's awesome.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm just drinking a Jamba juice. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jamba Juice.
1: <laughs> Shout out. Pay Shout
0: us. No, <laughs> <laughs>
1: nah, don't kill him. We need money. You know,
0: pay All right. <laughs> <laughs> pay us. <laughs> so what's your first step? My first step, what's your first step to get through a panic attack? Like do you try to do you try to get at it Man. before it happens? Do you usually feel when it happens or does it or when it's starting to happen? Or does it just bam smack mm-hmm. you upside the head?
1: It's different. Like um, if it's a if it's just a, a panic attack that comes out of nowhere, it kind of builds up where I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And I try to get ahead of it. Sometimes it it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm in a space where my kids aren't around or I'm not at work, I I can get ahead of it. <clears throat> but if there is coming on and there's uncontrollables around me, then usually there's no stopping it. But at least I know it's coming. What about you?
0: Me, it doesn't usually matter um what's going on around me i will usually feel it coming and then i'll just get out i'll bounce like i'll leave the i'll walk out of the room or walk out of the house or whatever for a minute until it either hits me hella hard or it just goes away um sometimes i am able to like do the dad thing and still fuck with my kids and actually sometimes that helps because you know oh daddy come here come here and you just fucking play with them till you forget about it yeah yeah um my number one go-to method lately has been the cbd Mm -hmm. for sure because if i know that i'm i'm already kind of just on edge a little bit you don't even have to be having a panic attack you just take that shit.
1: yeah and you know what what i have to get better at and you know if you're listening, and you get the the tincture, or you get the pills, or whatever CBD mixed with THC, whatever you got to do to help take the edge off, you have to take it regularly. The CBD, you can't just take it when you're feeling something, and then not take it for three days, and then take it when you're feeling. You have to. It's like a regimen, like a right. medication. When your doctor gives you medication, you take it every day, twice a day, whatever, what have you. You got to do the same thing for CBD.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah man
1: but <clears throat> there are times when it when it hits man it's it's like a it, it's kind of like I mean I'm ne- I've never had a heart attack but I can imagine what it feels like it feels like a heart attack where mm-hmm. your heart's beating rapidly and it feels like it's going to escape your chest yep. and sometimes man I I just like you said I just escape the situation man
0: yeah, you 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 yeah, the chest thing. Uh yeah. the palms get sweaty. Yep. Um knees weak, arms are heavy.
1: Famines <laughs> there- on mom's spaghetti. Or something like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah, dude, yeah, the the um That's how I the first time I had it, it was like a heart attack. Yeah. Or what I thought was a heart attack or whatever. I Did think you actually
1: like, go to the hospital the first time you had it?
0: No, I was actually, dude, this was back in 2001. So I was on AOL Instant Messenger talking to one of my boys, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you guys don't know what that is. You dating yourself, Instant brother. <laughs> messenger. All right. So I was on that. I was drinking a glass of wine. And I started just like, what the fuck is going on? Like chest got heavy, a little tight. Started sweating like a motherfucker. So I told my boy, dude, I think I'm having a heart attack. He's like, "What's going on?" So I told him. He's like, "Oh, you're having a panic attack." Uh, Cuz he had it too.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, "Motherfucker." So he's like, "Go for a walk." So I just went and walked around the block. Mhm. Um, that was the first time I had it.
1: Man, you're you're lucky, dude, when you had somebody there with you that experienced what you were going through at the time. Man, when I had my first one, I thought it was asthma because I couldn't breathe. You know, I had to I was constantly gasping for air, gasping for air. And it happened maybe the third time it happened. I'm like, I got to go to the hospital. There's something wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they ran all these tests. And they're like, uh nothing's wrong this one. And nothing's wrong with this one. They they did everything. They tried to stick a thermometer up my ass, but I told them no
0: wow (laughs) yeah no they didn't you asked them to do that and then you told them (laughs) no you tease (laughs) maybe (laughs) no
1: (laughs) no I told them no that's the only test that I didn't allow them to do (laughs) and then you know after two or three hours there they're like uh we're gonna give you something called Ativan I'm like what is that they're like "It's something to relax you they gave me Ativan and I was cool and then they're like uh we're gonna make you. Uh, we're gonna make you an appointment to see your psychiatrist, and then that—that uh, that was my first glimpse of what was going on with me.
0: That's like the one thing that I won't do. I went and saw a psychologist one time, and he kept asking me, "Why do you think you have panic attacks?" And it just like if you know me, you know that kind of questioning pisses me the fuck off because yeah. nobody knows why the fuck they have panic attacks. Yeah. Like, so don't, I just throw this what shit you, out what, there.
1: You, what you're paying him for to tell you why you have it? Right,
0: right. Yeah. I'm not you. I'm not. So I sat there and I told him like, well, maybe it could be this. Maybe it could be this. But at the end of the day, we're just speculating, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there's all kinds of shit that bothers me. I don't know what the fuck it is that causes panic attacks. But like you said, it's like a a, a chemical thing or it, yeah, it's wired differently. Yep, yep. Um. So, yeah, man, I didn't start going to the ER for panic attacks probably until I was over 30 because I started having palpitations. Ah, uh. And so I don't normally have palpitations. I went to the fucking ER one day. I got hooked up to a monitor for probably two and a half hours, and I was having palpitations like every couple seconds, right, for this whole time that I was in there. And the guy comes in and he's like you got a really strong heart and i was like well what's going on with you know my rhythm and shit and he's just yeah. like nothing it's perfect and i was like i've been having this sensation the entire time i've been in here and yeah. he's just like no dude like <laughs> everything's fine so it's just a sensation that i've been having and it always comes with panic yeah and it's usually like if i'm not having a full blown panic attack and my heart starts fluttering like I'm panicking but I'm not tripping the fuck out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I've been having that like I had that on my way home actually. I didn't have a full-blown panic attack but I had the fluttering and shit but Yeah. I wouldn't, that's okay.
1: that's I think that's something you get used to after having it for so long. It's it's there. You, it's your reminder that it's always there. Um it's just something that it's unfortunate, but, you know, everybody lives with some type of something, you know? Right. And God chose us to live with this, you know? and it, You know, it's just something that constantly reminds us, okay, it's there. Calm down or just try to relax. But one thing it I do appreciate, it helps me relate to other people. It helps me uh,
0: calm down in stressful situations even, you know? It does. And it's one of those things that people don't like to talk about. Yeah. But when they find other people to talk about it with, then they'll talk about it. It's like, yeah. Uh, oh man, that's fucking, you know, I'm a fucking pussy or whatever. Cause I'm fucking freaking out. No, it's just the fucking, it's not because you're scared of anything. It's just, it is it's, what it is.
1: Yeah. It's like um, you, you can't control when your brain is sending signals to your body to release all this extra hormones and you know, into right. your bloodstream and all that adrenaline is rushing and, you know, you can't control that, man. You can no, be the no. toughest person in the world and have it.
0: But I think um, the good thing is the psychiatry because I, I don't do it. Personally, me, I don't do it because I just, I had that one experience with yeah. that psychologist and I was like, what the fuck is, you know, what's the point or whatever. And also yeah. I'm afraid about what I'm going to tell the psychiatrist. <laughs> 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 Don't judge me. All yeah. right? <laughs> but if, if you have it, if you have access to it, then psychiatrist is probably a great help.
1: Yeah. I um, mean, it, it did help me. Um, I went through, I mean, well, taking it back to what you said to talk about it, you know, so I I went through a, a real tough time um, when we worked at that place together. I think I disappeared for a month.
0: Yes, you did.
1: And, uh, you know, I was in and out of facilities, you know, that when I was getting reacquainted with my anxiety and panic attacks, I didn't know how to deal with it at all. And I was trying to deal with it, drowning myself in alcohol, Um Trying to, trying to numb myself with different type of medications. Um, I was trying everything to numb myself and it was just making it worse. And, you It'll know, went, yeah, yeah. So I went through all these facilities trying to fix myself. And I wasn't listening to what they were saying. I was just like, man, let me just do, go through the routine so I can get out of here and go back to work. That's what I kept doing. And then I thought I was ready and then boom, right back in. So it wasn't until I was ready to accept it and this lady sat me down. She's only supposed to sit me down for a half an hour and then go on to the next person and then come see me again the next day for half an hour. But we sat there for two hours. Damn. Yeah, man. And she just talked to me like, like we chopped it up. Like we were just two people just hanging out and she really made me aware of what I was doing, what I was saying, how I was feeling when I was saying stuff. She made me aware of a lot of different things. And She's the one I brought to the attention of the, the panic disorder, uh, not just the panic attacks, but just the panic disorder. And then once I started to really pay attention to what she was saying, things started to make sense, and I was able to recover.
0: That's some good shit, man. A lot of see, a lot of doctors don't do that. A lot of doctors want to just medicate you, and th- that's another one of my issues because I've had, I mean, even just regular medical doctors. I've had a good few a few good ones who are like, you need to, you know, resolve the issues that you have. And then I'd say a good 90% of them that I've seen are like, take this pill <laughs> or, yeah. you know, use this. And it's just like, yo, like, all you're doing is numbing it. Like, so the end of that, I had a really bad panic attack one day while I was at work. This is before I got back into the medical field. mm mm-hmm. I fucking threw up all over the parking lot. I threw up like three or four times in the parking lot. Oh, I man. drove myself from North San Jose to South San Jose, and I don't remember driving there. You know what I mean? I wow. got there, and I was like, where the fuck? How the fuck did I get here right now? Wow. Like, I was just in freak mode. Yeah. So I go in. This doctor sees me. He says, take an van. And I was like, I'm not taking that shit. Yeah. So he gives me an Ativan. Eventually, like 45 minutes, an hour later, I'm like, just give me the fucking van, because it wouldn't stop. Yeah. Popped it. And they're like, you can't drive. I don't know why. I fucking went to my mom's house for a minute, sat on the couch. And I basically just sat there and stared at the fucking wall for like an hour or two hours or whatever. I didn't like that shit. So I was like, I got to find something else. But that's when I really started like, okay, how am I going to address this? Because the pill thing, while it works for a lot of people, like there are certain things that I don't like like Ativan just makes me sit there and look at shit like I'm an active person. Yeah. Um the other one, I don't remember what is it called. Um I know it's a couple. Lorazepam. Oh,
1: that's Ativan. Ativan. That's Ativan. Uh, um, um is it like a benzo? Like like Ativan?
0: I think it's I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but it's basically like the fucking half life is like 17 hours or some shit. So that's, like, out of the question. Yeah. So that's just for me, though. I don't want to encourage anybody to not take anxiety medications or not see a therapist. I actually encourage therapy because it does fucking work. If you find the right person, you get the right vibe. Yeah. Um. So it's just do whatever you do. Like, I, I found ways to deal with it. I just either I breathe. Sometimes I write, like, I've written songs through panic attacks, entire songs, and it gets me out of it. That's how I deal with it, though.
1: Yeah. I think in, with the medication piece, too, it's it affects different people differently, you know? And yeah, just because it works for someone doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Because the side effects cannot hit one person, and then all the side effects can hit you, you know? So it, it, you have to, I say, try it, you know? Like, you tried it, you know, you didn't like it, and you moved on. So the same thing, just... Try it. Don't just sit there and not do anything about it is what I'm trying to say. You know, try what's out there. Try it. Try it once. Try it twice. If you don't like it, move on to the next thing. There's a lot of different things you can try. There's a lot of different breathing techniques. There's one technique that I use still to this day and it sounds silly, but it helps me calm down and relax. Sometimes it even puts me to sleep when my brain is moving so much. When I lay down, I can't sleep. It's, I close my eyes and I imagine I'm driving on a freeway and all the problems that are popping up in my head are on these billboards and I'm driving past the billboards, essentially leaving my problems behind me and looking toward the future. So I breathe while I'm doing that and the billboards are passing, my problems are passing and it's almost like meditating.
0: That's a good fucking, that's a good thought right there. Yeah. And, And it works. It works for me. Damn. I'm gonna try that one for real.
1: Yeah, man. Um that's one of the, the things I learned from that uh that doctor that helped me. It's she what and also what, what she did, there's and I encourage you guys to listen to this and maybe we could drop the link on the blog, but um, is it her name Alanis Morissette, that girl from the nineties that sung like I don't know. Alanis
0: Morissette sang ironic.
1: Yeah, that lady.
0: And nothing about that song was actually ironic.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) so she uh before she became a star she was living out of her car and um she had crazy panic disorder too but she didn't have health insurance so she was trying to do her music thing and live through that while living out of her car and she on her own developed all these coping mechanisms and i i believe actually that's where i got it from there's a uh a little podcast where she gives some some ideas to, to deal with your your anxiety, you know, when you can't grab that medication or you don't have access to a doctor right away on some things to do. That's cool. dope. Yeah, we've got to put a link on it to help some people out.
0: Yeah, man, I'd like to hear that shit, too. Um, speaking of fucking like closing your eyes and envisioning things, I had a dream last night and I've had this dream probably three or four times in the last two or three months and it's always a continuation sometimes i get these dreams and they just continue every time i go to sleep like i'll recall i'll recall the dream from february or whatever man
1: you're all you're a vivid dreamer dog i can't I've, remember shit
0: most of my there. dreams are so real like and my dreams start like I, I i swear to god they say your dreams start when you're in a deep sleep as soon as my eyes close, I start dreaming. I'm not even fucking making that up. And I'll be asleep for like 35, 45 seconds. When I wake up, it's still the same fucking time I went to sleep. You know what
1: I mean? Wow, it's crazy.
0: So I had this dream, <laughs> this fucking recurring dream, and it's just a continuation. So it's like it, it came back last night where it left off, and I'm in a fucking elevator in the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> I don't okay. know why I'm in, I, don't, I have no idea why. But uh-huh. I get in this fucking elevator, and there's a bunch of people trying to get in the elevator, and only one guy makes it in the elevator with me. So it's me and this other dude, and these elevators are notorious for stopping, right? So, like, we get in, the door closes like three quarters of the way and starts to go up. So the door is like kind of open, and then it just stops. <laughs> so, I'm like on the th- in between like the third and second floor. And you can see people and you're yelling and they can't hear you, but you're stuck in this fucking elevator that's and the crazy. doors open. And at any time the fucking cables could snap. That was like the big thing. Like the cables are gonna snap, we're gonna fall down and die. Yeah. Can you tell me what the fuck that's all about?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think it has something to do with it can have something to do with anxiety because I used to have as a kid. I, re- I still remember, I think we remember the, the nightmare dreams and all that shit, but sometimes I still have them. You know, like everybody has the, I'm trying to run away, but I can't run thing. But right. I've had those elevator dreams where the elevator was this crazy zigzag flying like super fast, not stopping, feel like you're going to die sensation to the point where in my dream, I was like, I'm not getting in that elevator because I know what's going to happen.
0: Damn. (laughs) maybe we're just scared of elevators i don't know man that's i know (laughs) i fucking hate elevators like i I will not walk in san jose i used to go to the medical office building and walk to the eighth floor bro or the seventh floor dang i don't remember which floor it was but i walked all the way up the stairs because that elevator got stuck all the time um
1: but yeah another dream i
0: have recurring is teeth falling out like in what? pieces, like my teeth, they'll break. Like I'll bite down on something, like a piece of bread, and they'll shatter into like a million pieces and just fall out of my mouth.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's really crazy. I'm actually trying to find out what, because I've heard that before. And it's actually.
0: There's a reason for common. that. Yeah, the teeth dream is common. It's like the running thing. I've never had the running dream where I can't run. Like if I'm trying to run away, I'm taking the fuck off. Um, I've had the falling dream. Usually, I have the falling dream right when I fall asleep. Mm. But the the teeth one, like that, is a recurring theme over the probably the past. So that's a good
1: dream. I'm reading here. Um, Oh shit! They got five negatives too. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was gonna say it might be.
1: It so be. let's look at the five positives first. As a sign of per- personal growth, uh, a wish to be nurtured, uh, looking at a uh, per- looking at a loss and personal growth, renewed strength and self-esteem. And number five is rebirth. Negative, feeling insecure, making costly compromises. Oh shit, that's every goddamn day. Willing to make a choice. (laughs) Concerns with self-image. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Well, damn. (laughs) So it could be pretty much any of that. Maybe it's all of that. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Self-image, probably. Nah. I don't think so.
1: I don't think you have that. But
0: you never know. You never know. Yeah. And no, I'm not arrogant, folks. Okay? I'm just not.
1: He's comfortable in his sexuality. I'm comfortable.
0: I'm so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's a man. different
1: episode, Ryan.
0: <laughs> right. So I mean, maybe it maybe it just maybe it's all related to my dreams or my anxiety. Yeah. Or my panic. I, I I hate saying anxiety. I don't know why.
1: Because it's so generalized, man. It's it's generalized and people, I mean, I'm not upset the way that people try to empathize with you you know they're trying to connect with you on some level it's kind of like like for women like when when guys say you know they're pregnant and they're going through some oh i understand like no we don't we don't really understand (laughs) you know it's i won't say it's it's kind of like the same thing but it but it is it's like you don't understand general anxiety is nowhere close to someone with panic disorder panic panic attacks and things like that
0: Right. You know what my wife says? She doesn't say, I understand. She says, I get it. Like, I think that I like that. You know what I mean? Because I know that she doesn't necessarily know what is going on in my head. Yeah. But she gets it. Like, it's a big deal. And she doesn't downplay it. But she doesn't sit there and say, well, why don't you? It's just, I get it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, so then you understand if I get the fuck up and run away. Yeah. real quick that's cool
1: and that's that's but, you need that man I mean it's hard to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't understand that
0: yeah we're a pain in the ass bro <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um, yeah but yeah I'm not mad at people who try uh, it's just it's irritating it's just like I mean it, imagine you go up to a female or go up to your wife or your girlfriend or whatever and she's on her period and you say why don't you just stop bleeding <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just stop cramping? Stop cramping, yeah, just yeah. take something, yeah breathe,
1: yeah, breathe <laughs> you,
0: you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you go in, your child is being born, and you're telling her breathe <laughs> you know what I mean like I get it, it's to help, but shut the fuck up because yeah. breathing is not gonna help right now. I mean, it might a little bit, but it's not it's not gonna end it, you know what I mean? just yeah. like it's not gonna end your childbirth pain,
1: yeah, exactly. And it's it, even though it's it's mental, yeah, it's mental, but it's at the same time our brain makes everything feel real, man. Like a, a dream could feel real, um, like this panic disorder, the whatever you're feeling, your heart palpitations that you were having, your brain told you it was real, you know. Oh yeah. And, and it makes it just as real a, as having the palpitations, really, and it's showing on your tests. To you, your brain can't tell the difference. And your body certainly uh, didn't tell the difference,
0: right? Yeah, and that's yeah, that's where information becomes a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, sure. Um, yeah, so dreams, anxiety. Um, fucking, I wanted to since we
1: talked about relationships and anxiety, let's move back on that a little bit. I I've had a couple of relationships trying to deal with anxiety and deal through anxiety and i do think the best thing you can do especially if you're getting into a relation <clears throat> a relationship and you think this person could be someone that you're thinking about long term that doesn't mean marriage or anything like that but you think okay the next year or so let's see where this goes you have to be upfront with that person tell them i have this disorder and this is how i deal with it and when yes. i have this disorder this is how I need you to react, and if they have a problem with it, man, that's not the right person for you because you there's a lot of things in in life that guys and girls are gonna have to compromise on It's just fact we're gonna have to compromise on a lot of stuff, but when it comes to i think when it comes to mental health, that's the one thing that you cannot compromise on
0: no, you can't yeah it's just, i mean you can't you can't compromise on anything that is Natural, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you can't, you you know, you can't compromise on on PMS. You can't be like, well, you know what I mean. Like, it's it's heavy for some women. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, you can't compromise on mental health. You can't yeah. compromise on anything that occurs uh, within you that is normal for you. Exactly. Yeah, and you and have to I, be
1: with somebody that understands that. Yeah that has that that's part of it that like you got to have goals like all right I want my girl to have this type of butt or this type of face this type of hair you got to think I want to have my girl to have this type of brain towards my anxiety this type of thinking towards my this you know that that has to be part of your package that you're looking for
0: That's a good thought and and I know it's fucking a little cliche or whatever but I've been seeing that, I've been seeing life that way for a a while. Yeah, it's really fucking weird that we as men are like, I need a girl with curly hair. It's got to be like mid back length, and she's got to (laughs) have a round ass and perky tits and all this and blah blah blah. Yep, all that shit. Trust me, all that shit goes away if you're young right now and you're listening to this all of that goes away when all that goes away all you have are two things your wits mm-hmm. and your love for the other person yeah and that's it yeah Yep. Yeah. and uh
1: sometimes people don't get that until it's too late but i think the moment you get that that's the moment you become an adult <laughs> like you I didn't. I didn't be. Well, of course, I had adult responsibilities. That's a totally different thing. I, I've had adult responsibilities for a long time, but I don't think I became an actual adult until my thirties. I, I really no. don't think so.
0: Yeah. No. Your mental, your your mind doesn't become an adult when you get bills. Yeah. And that's another thing. Um, yeah, I think they say what twenty eight is when your when your brain's finally like really done developing. Yeah. Somewhere in your late 20s. So it makes that much sense for the rest of you to catch up, you know what yeah. I mean, in your 30s like okay, we're here. Now let's start putting this shit into practice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um the sooner you realize it the the better the better it's going to be and I try to tell, you know, my son, he's he's young, you know, your son. Actually our kids are almost the same age but I tell him this all the time. I talk to my kid, like he's an adult. I think you do the same thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I tell him, I was like, man, the faster you get this, the better you're going to be at life. You know, when, when you get older and I tell him straight up, I I tell him, you know, the, the world is this kind of place. The world is not going to care about your opinion, you know, and, and hopefully it pans out,
0: (laughs) man. I just had this conversation with Dominic the other day. Um, because I do I'm I'm rough on him. Yeah. Because I see a little slacker in him. You know, he's he he reminds me of me, but a lot earlier yeah. than when I was. I was more like in my early teens to mid teens. I was slacking off, but he's already starting to get that. So um yeah, I did have that conversation with him last maybe like last week or two weeks ago. I told him, man, like, once you get because he cries when I talk to him because I'm very I'm not an asshole. I don't yell at him but I'm very stern and matter of fact with him. Like, this is what it is. And he'll start crying, and I'm like, look, like, the world doesn't give a shit about your feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, and it sucks to say that, I said, people that you care about and who care about you will care about your feelings, but when you go out in the world and you're working, Mm -hmm. and the chances are you're going to find a boss who doesn't give a fuck about your feelings, you're going to find co-workers and and classmates and all these other people who don't give a shit about your feelings. So you have to have thick skin because otherwise you're going to be in the boat that I was in when I started having panic attacks, but sooner, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's that, that's,
1: I think that's the problem with they're not, they're the millennials. Yeah. The millennials that are growing up, graduating college, getting into the workforce right now that it's like a silver spoon type Attitude with them, you know, and I think it's mainly because their parents didn't tell them. uh, No, Generation X, I think.
0: Dude, I don't even. There's so many generations right now. Like, I've heard that we're millennials. I've heard that we're part millennial. I've heard that we're like fucking hybrid. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know is this Generation Y? I would say Y because they always ask fucking why. Why? Yeah.
1: But I I think that their parents didn't do enough stern talking to them about the real world. They just gave a, hey, here's a participation trophy. Hey, here's, you know, good job when it wasn't a good job, you know. And So they go around life growing up, you know, 18, 19, 20, thinking I'm the best at what I do. I didn't have to put in any more work because my parents didn't tell me I had to. And now they're stuck, you know. Right. So, but I think... And I've seen you too. you have both, uh, both balance. You know, you have fun with your kids, but at the same time, when it's time to teach them a life lesson, it's serious shit. You know, right. you got to sit them down and you got to have a serious ass conversation with them. So they know when you grow up, my dad had this conversation with me. I know what you're talking about. I'm not going to sit in a pot about it. I'm going to pick my goddamn pants up and I'm going to go do what I got to do.
0: Right. And we, I mean, we've experienced things that our parents didn't experience and our kids are going to experience things that we didn't experience. But the thing that we can do, I think that some of our parents didn't do uh, is prepare them for certain things. Like, you know, my parents didn't have to deal with certain shit and I'm going to deliver that to the kids and hopefully they don't have to deal with it. But if they do, they'll be ready. And yeah. they're gonna deal with, I mean, in the generation that they're in, they're gonna deal with shit that you've never even fucking imagined. Yeah. Right? I know. Um, like cyberbullying thought- is exactly. a big thing now. Like I don't I yeah. don't understand who talks. I don't like internet warriors. So you're just a fucking net thugging. I don't know what yeah. that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and to answer the question, it's Gen Z. They say generation Z. Uh, succeeded Millennials, so according okay. to this, were Millennials. And uh, Gen Z started in the mid to late 90s and ended in the early 2010s.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So, they're after. So, we're the babies of the baby boomers. That's Millennials, yes. I guess. And then right after that is Generation Z. Okay. Yeah, Generation Z is fucked up, man.
0: (laughs) Millennials are known as Gen Y. Okay, okay. According to this. But, I mean, it depends on where you look. You can find probably different. But from what I'm seeing is Baby Boomer. Baby Boomers, Generation X, Millennials, Generation Z. And then there's Generation Alpha, which I think is where my daughter's at. There's an Alpha? Yeah. Man, I heard your daughter got some sass
1: too, man. My daughter early, has
0: sass. Both of my kids. Actually, Gianni and, T- and Tina, uh, early 2010s to the mid to late 2020s is going to be Generation Alpha. And my daughter, yeah, man. man. Do you do you treat,
1: and I'm guilty for this, and I, I'm the first person to say it. I tell my son this. like I, I parent my son different than I parent my daughter. And I don't know how to feel about it. I really how don't. so so if my daughter starts crying i will straight up like oh baby what's wrong let me try to fix it <laughs> but when my son cries i'll straight up look at him like do what you're crying for like man up. stop st- yeah like stop crying sometimes i do let him cry like um if he gets hurt or something i'll try to stop him from whining but if he uh crying you know like when his grandpa died you know i said hey man it's all right to let out your emotions it's all right to cry like you know if it's a legitimate reason man you you cry and when when i know this is gonna sound weird but growing up in la i idolized kobe that was my michael jordan you know right he he was kobe was everything you know he played man so he was ever since i was 96 right yeah so when i started playing well, from 96 till I was 34. So that 20 years, man, I looked at the I looked at the Lakers religiously every game like my dad yeah, did, did every game and that was that was my guy. And I raised my son that way too. And when the Kobe funeral was on, he started tearing up. He looked at me, I started tearing up and I said, "Man, it's okay." But most of the time, I'm like <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you know you're right. you're nine years old, and it's time to you know man up a little bit. It's no need no need to cry, but when my daughter cries, I, I'll do anything.
0: Man, so um when when uh, everyone found out about Tina, they're oh she's gonna have you wrapped, she's gonna have you wrapped around their finger, you're know, gonna fucking do everything she wants, and blah blah blah. And I said no 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 no. And I stuck to my fucking word, bro. Man. (laughs) Like, I am a fucking, I am brutal. I'm probably harder on my daughter than I am the other two. And here's why. Because everybody else is not hard on her. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So she's the princess everywhere. Even mommy yells, yells and yells at Tina. But at the end of the day, when all that subsides, it's, Hi, baby, blah, 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 blah. Me, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I will chew her head off. And if she looks at me wrong, I'll be like, what are you staring at? Why are you staring at me like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I am, I'm rough on her because I, I want her to be tough and I don't want her to think that the world owes her shit because she's cute.
1: Yeah, man, I struggle with that. And I hear what you're saying. I, I do. And I say, man, all right, I'm going to put this into practice. And then she gives me that look. <laughs> hey. But I, I have to find a balance. I know I do. I gotta, I gotta work at it. You know, as parents, we're always working at it, man.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I think I'm I think I'm rougher on her because she has more of an attitude. Like Gianni's the more laid back kid, Dominic's the sensitive one. Tina's the bully. Really? Yeah, Tina's the bully. Dominic, Dominic, I, I, I find myself telling Dominic to stop c- crying all the time because he, he's constantly crying. Like you could look at him and be like, "Eat your food," and, and he'll, he'll start cry. crying. Like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm still rough on him. Gianni's more laid back. I get mad at him when he's like yelling. He's trying to be like me, so he'll yell at Tina. He'll tell her <laughs> what to do. Yeah, and then Tina's just manipulative. She, she fucks with all the kids. Um, she's wow. the only kid like who will look me in the face and be like, no. And yeah. I'll be like, what did you say? And she will repeat it. <laughs> 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 hey, in case you didn't hear me the first time, old man. She's you. I said, no.
1: <laughs> she's you. She's more she, you than, than your other kids.
0: She kind of is. Attitude-wise, um, yeah. She, when she wants something, she won't stop until she gets it. Yeah, unfortunately for her, I won't give it to her. (laughs) Um, But in that sense, yeah, she's like me. Gianni is also like me. He's funny. He's the funny guy. He's the jester.
1: I can see that. Does your daughter set up your other kids to get in trouble?
0: I don't think so. I don't think she's a liar. She just... No, I don't think so, man. I think they just do it on their own. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, mine, mine does. I could see that. All right. So we're gonna fucking, we're gonna cut it off now. Uh a little choking, anxiety, dreams, being men, parenthood. Just some just some food for thought for all of you. Yep. Um and we will be seeing you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys. Peace.
1: This is is live